0: On everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy Family. Before we get started, if you go over to Underdog Fantasy and you use code TRIPLE, you'll get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars if you use that code. That goes for any of the sports over at underdog and if you're a first-time depositor. Uh, That code will work for you. Again, $50, they'll give you $50. $75, they'll give you $75. Hundo, they give you a hundo. Check it over out out on Underdog Fantasy. Now, as you guys can see if you're on YouTube, there is no Doc tonight. If you're on the podcast version, you're finding that out now. And for good reason. I am actually happy Doc is not here. He does not have to be disheartened to hear that one of our cast members, one of our crew, did not know who Waluigi is. I, I'm glad I'm saving him that pain because Marty Party, I was genuinely blown away. He's an iconic Mario character.
1: You have no idea who he is. Um, iconic? I wouldn't even put him in the top 10. Ooh, this is a good debate. I don't know if I can come out with nine more, but I don't know if I would <laughs> no, be able to put him in, in the top in 10. But yeah, I will I- say this. Doc listens to every show, so he's now finding this, and hopefully he wasn't <laughs> driving and ran off the road. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Doki
0: does not know who
1: Waluigi
0: is. It's absolutely wild. This is wild. I, I uh I was I was flabbergasted to say the least. Even Art knows who he is. Yeah, and I'm old. <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it it was an interesting way to start the show. Obviously glad to have these two back. They were uh art's been out the last couple of weeks. Marty was out last week with no power, but it looks like you are thriving now.
1: Power in all, Marty. Full throttle over here. Charlie's Angels 2. We got all the power, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we uh, got our buddy Forrest in the chat. Is Doc on drugs today. Doc is not with us tonight, but he will be in the YouTube comments, I think. So we'll try to carry the load for when Doc is not here. We got uh, Uncle Ted Talks in the chat tonight. Our Dude. good Uncle Ted. Dane Dunning having 11 strikeouts in his last outing right in Marty Party's face. I, I need to talk to you about that tonight because that—that's that's, Dane, Dane, Dane Dunning is sucks. Uncle Ted's guy. And, that's fine.
1: Um, I know I'm right, and we will all wait, like the Martin Perez of the world, the Bryce Elders of the world. Everyone, it will have the, the day is coming, and I will wait patiently. I'm Team
0: Uncle Ted Talks with Dane Dunning here. He's <laughs> done enough to show me. Uh, but let's go ahead and get things started, as we always do. Let's go to the TPF Rundown and talk about our WOW Players of the Week. Kicking things off with Randall Gridchick who is traded over to the Los Angeles Angels from the Colorado Rockies. His last seven games, a 364, 477, I'm sorry, 417, 636, triple slash with one home run and six strikeouts over that time. With the Colorado Rockies, he did hit three over 300, have eight home runs, 27 RBIs on the season, and also kicked in eight stolen bases. The problem is he's going to a park where the Definitely not nearly as good park factors there, and we got a question: Is that worth having him even rostered? I mean, he's going to get now everyday playing time with Taylor Ward hurt, and I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are with Randall Gritchick.
1: A uh, is a must roster in a 15 team league, 10 and 12. Pick him up, ride the the hot hand. Uh, He's batting seventh. Today, he's even batting fifth uh, versus Seattle. So we'll see where that's at. Nine homers on the year, 28 RBI, even has his two stolen bases. I know he was going to do well this week because the person I'm playing in in, uh, one of my leagues, head the head, picked him up. So obviously he was going to do extremely well. So uh, ride the hot hand, 15 team leagues. If he's out there, you got to scoop him up. He's playing every day. Is he in your 10 team league? That's what I'm talking about. He was scooped up this week.
0: Oh, in your 10 team league. He in was. the 10
1: teamer, dude. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, if he's in, in Marty's 10 team league, if he's picked up, it's definitely someone you got a roster.
1: <laughs> true. This is a world renowned
0: league at this point. <laughs> uh. Uncle Ted says, Cutter Crawford over Jared Durant. I was very close to putting Jared Durant, or uh, Cutter Crawford in this
1: rundown. I will be talking about him for sure. He's we got will, we'll definitely starter. get to him
0: later, Uncle Ted, because we got some good thoughts with Cutter we'll Crawford. Next week. And uh, Forrest says, the Red Sox outsmarting the Blue Jays here, uh, but their pitching is so bad. How he has, does need to come back? Uh, hopefully at some point, Halk's my guy? Art, this next player has a special place in my heart. Picked him up in a couple leagues, and I feel like he does not get any love. So please give all the love to our guy Mike Talkman Of your Chicago Cubs, over his last seven games, he's got an over 500 batting average and a nearly uh, 1,000 slugging percentage. Two home runs, nine RBIs over that time. He gives you a steal. The big thing with Talkman is he sits versus lefties. He actually sat three straight games because they faced three straight left-handed pitchers. But he normally does lead off against righties, and even after the acquisition of Candelario, that was still the case here. I think Mike Talkman needs to be talked about. If you get my drift,
2: I agree with you. I do think the uh, the uh, the platooning. He's the only um, he's the only Cubs. The Cubs platoon him and Patrick Wisdom. Usually they take him out, put Wisdom in um, against lefties. But Talkman's been fantastic. He's hitting two seventy eight with a 373 on base percentage and a 433 slugging you know he's he's not a big power threat it's only six home runs on the season um but that 433 slugging shows you that he's not just a like a punch and Judy slap hitter he's actually getting getting some extra base hits and and, and converting those into the counting categories right now, he has 80 runs plus RBIs in his first 59 games. Of course, 11 in the last two because Cincinnati has forgotten how to pitch and, you know, to our benefit, the Cubs' benefit for sure. But even if you just lop off the 11 in the last two, he had 69 in his first 57 games, a very nice 69. And that paces out to a close to, close to, Close to 200 runs plus RBIs per 162. Uh, That's not a pace I would expect him to keep up, but it is what he has done so far. And, you know, he's hot. The Cubs offense is hot. I don't know. um, I don't know. They've been so inconsistent all season, but Wrigley plays different in the summer. So maybe he can keep it up this whole season. I like him. I picked him up on a team where I really needed offense. And he's been so hot. You know, I just got the benefit of these Cincinnati starts. And uh, he's out there leading off again tonight.
0: Yeah, he's been great. And he also had that game-saving catch for you guys, too. I mentioned how great his defense is.
1: And we talked about him the last time I was on multiple weeks ago as Marty's party. So Ooh. we are talking about the uh, talk,
0: man. Uh, Marty gets the drift. I got yeah. you.
1: I'm
0: going to really quick touch on Carlos Santana, who I included in the rundown just because he was traded from the Pirates to the Brewers and his roster ship did spike up initially because of that. But he's not somebody I'm touching with a 10 foot pole at this rate. His last seven games 143, 250, 571, triple slash, only one homer over that time. But get this just two for 19 with a 105 batting average that it correlates to with one homer since joining the Brewers. That actually is even worse. Is he the Brewers have 14 runs tonight and Carlos Santana is one for five with a center. Yeah,
2: Mitch Keller's pitching, right, Marty? Brutal. Yep. Brutal. My, and runs.
1: Uh, team. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm still 10th overall, but I'm barely hanging on.
0: <laughs> and, uh, it, Mitch. Carlos Santana should not be hanging on your rosters anymore. He actually was batting 180 going into tonight uh, over his last 25 games. So Carlos Santana, if you have him. I think even in 15-team leagues, I would consider cutting him at this point because he's been absolutely dreadful. And what What is he giving you an advantage in in a 15-team league at this point, even if it's the Roto League? Uh, there's just nothing there for me. For him, points leagues, Roto Leagues, anything, I'm okay cutting bait with Carlos Santana. This next player, though, I don't like to normally include a player multiple weeks or two times in three weeks because we usually talk about him and then... Try to move on to other players that people can learn more about, but had to bring him back up tonight because he actually started instead of just Mm -hmm. becoming a bulk reliever. And that's Nick Pavetta. Mm -hmm. His last outing against the, I believe he played the Blue Jays, seven and a third innings, five hits, three earned runs, and ten strikeouts. Did not pick up the win, but he allowed just seven runs, six earned over his last twenty eight point one innings pitched uh, in six appearances in July. Marty Party, I feel like he is the talk of the town right now in fantasy baseball in terms of. The top pickups, and we've seen Nick Pavetta flash multiple times. Is it the time now that we pick him up and actually trust that he's a changed Nick Pavetta, or is well, he going to turn into the old Nick Pavetta?
1: This is Art's guy, but I will say he was in my MySpace top eight. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, I, that's why I went to you
1: That's first, all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah Art, yeah, take it on. away.
2: No, I think Pavetta's, I don't think that there's been a pitch mix change. You look at what he was doing last year, most of his. Um, breaking pitch outs were on a knuckle curve this season. And especially since he started really doing well, he started to incorporate a sweeper into his arsenal and he started, he first threw the sweeper in early June and he's used it a lot during the last, uh, six weeks when he's been so hot. So that is th- the type of change that you want to look at that would say, okay, there's a new pitch. He's mixing up his arsenal. He's not throwing that knuckle curve anymore. His fastball has been very effective. He is riding hot. This could be the best run of his career. I get, you know, you never know. I don't know if he's completely changed, but I do know that he's really hot right now. But be wary of, of him. I do think that there is some, there could be some regression. His, his, uh, his Babbitt has been amazing. He's batting average against, it was 059 in June, 144 in July. Um, and the fastball is like I said. The fastball has just been performing fantastic. Um, I don't, you know, clearly he can't keep up the, this statistical uh, pace. But with his new uh, retooled arsenal, he's really he's really taken the league up by fire. Um, you know, who knows? I think the long ball could be something that that gets him. Uh, you know, sir, some days he does give up a few home runs, but um, besides that, you know i there's hardly anything to, to criticize in what he's been doing lately
0: the Red sox in general I mean obviously he's been great Nick uh Tristan Casas, who uh both Forrest and uncle Ted Talks brought up in the chat we only i only really knew he wasn't in the rundown was we talked about him last week and i mean he's he's legit he's come into his own he was already he was the top prospect in baseball just a couple of years ago and if you take out his horrible April he's been a near 300 hitter And really, just been looks like a fixture for that Red Sox lineup going forward. And he'll be interested to to to, uh, see where he is at at ADP uh, next year. But um, (laughs) Doc has a question for you, Art. Would you let Nick Pavetta babysit your
2: kids? I I don't. This sounds like Doc. Doc has some story that he's heard about Pivetta that I haven't heard. So I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm going to say no, because I think that's the safe answer.
0: I think he's saying it because of the picture I chose for him, which is in honor of Doc. He likes the weird pictures where (laughs) he's licking (laughs) his lips.
2: No, no, I don't think so.
0: Marty, let's get back on track and talk about Hinjin Ryu. who, Who? Oh, yeah, that's right. This man's still in baseball. Coming off of his first start after Tommy John's surgery and five innings, nine hits, four and runs, one walk, three strikeouts in his first start against the Orioles. 80 pitches while throwing 54 strikes, but he only had eight swinging strikes in his debut. So overly not super impressive. Obviously, it's great to see him back out there. If he is a free agent in a 15-team league, is he somebody you would try to pick up?
1: yeah you gotta you gotta pick him up he's got two starts next week as well i'll go into how i feel about them i'm not very optimistic uh for uh for next week but what i liked 80 pitches right out of the gate i really enjoyed seeing that his velocity where it's always been some topping out at 91 hovering at 89 that's exactly where he was last time out the command was what was pretty rough so i think there's gonna be some i think that comes down to conditioning um because he is known for a really good command keeping the ball down mixing in and out but he was all over the place so um we'll see i'm not going to be starting him for another week but i would pick him up in a 15 team league for sure
0: yeah definitely someone intriguing to look at and with those two starts definitely oh, and makes him more attractive. last thing
1: 10 of those hit 10 10 balls were hit hard too like over 95 miles an hour <laughs> so like He's usually great at limiting hard contact. And so far he hasn't, but yeah, it's first five innings off TJ. What, what do you want from him?
0: And as it gets a tough lineup, the Orioles are a yeah. really good. hitting lineup oh, They're on too. fire. The last player we'll talk about a reliever who we mix in sometimes on this show, Brooks Raley, who's taken over the Mets closing gig, his last outing. He did below the save 0.1 innings, three hits, two earned runs has 19 holds and three saves on the season. But the key thing was he had pitched the ninth inning for the Mets in three straight outings and just pitched the 10th inning in extras in their most recent game. If you are specking on saves, he is kind of the guy I think they're looking at in the bullpen. Obviously, David Robertson was traded, and I believe Ooh. um Ottavino is a free agent after the season's over. So I think they want to see what they have in, in Brooks Raley here. Obviously, you'd expect Diaz to be the guy next year, but... Brooks Rayleigh, you, know, you never know if they trade Diaz with them rebuilding, or if, again, you never just, at least for the rest of this season, Brooks Rayleigh seems to be the guy. Obviously, you can also look at Gregory Santos for the Chicago White Sox, who has stepped into a closing role there. We always need saves at this point in the season, so those are two guys to look at there. Let's talk about our most added players from this past week courtesy of CBS, and up at the top, Nick Pavetta added in 23% of leagues, followed by his teammate Tristan Casas, Adbert Alzole, the closer in Chicago who's been dynamite, Brooks Raley, Cutter Crawford, Gregory Santos, Lars Nukbar, and this hurts to me personally. In our home league, I've had Lars Nubar rostered the entire season, drafted him, rostered him, and then finally cut him about three weeks ago because he had been having another rough stretch. I said, I don't need Jordan Walker and him in my lineup. I was like, I'm out on Lars Newbar the rest of the year. And then he goes on to completely turn it on and look like how he's been all season. The absolute worst drops are the ones that turn it on once you drop them. It's brutal. Uh, and Lars Newbar's has definitely been doing that right now. Chaz McCormick rounding out the, the ad list. Most dropped, Tyler Wells demoted to double A. Dropped in 27% of leagues. Alex Kirilov, Taylor Ward out for the rest of the season. Logan Allen, AJ Puck. Brendan Donovan out for the season. Taj Bradley and Tommy Henry. And last but not least, before I turn it over to Art, game schedule for next week. We have five games for the Diamondbacks, the Mariners, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Everybody else plays six or seven games next week. All right, Elsie, it is bring out your dead time which means it's graphic and it means it's time for people to air out their pain.
2: Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Thanks everyone for uh, writing in and, and, and answering my tweet for, uh, for, for telling me the people who are causing you pain. We got a new sponsor this week for bring out your dead. We got a new sponsor this week. Uh, actually first time seeing this ad copy, bring out your dead brought to you by sports shots. I love sports shots. People are always asking me, what do you take for an energy boost in the middle of your workouts or when you're playing sports? To me, there's only one answer. Sports shots. It's just like it sounds. It's a shot of all the good things your body needs when it is starting to drag. My favorite flavor is Berry Blast because it not only tastes great, but it gives me energy and focus for about an hour. Use code TRIPLE to get sports shots available everywhere once FDA approves it sports shots. Okay. Thanks everybody. All right. We're going on to the people that are recommended, uh, people recommended for bring out your dead, bring out your dead first one. You know, this is one that I had no idea how bad it had gotten until it was brought up, uh, by Dave Mendelson. Joe Ryan is murdering fantasy baseball teams and yeah, yeah, he really is. That beginning to the season where he was amazing, since June 27th, 32 innings pitched. He has 52 strikeouts to 10 walks, which is amazing. But 17 home runs in that time. And an 8.63 ERA.
0: David, oh man, you must be hurting. I'm in a must-win matchup this week in our tight home league. And I'm playing the number one seed. And he gave me negative 14 yesterday.
2: Brutal. And he's been doing this for a month. It's the home run, 17 of them in 32 home runs per nine. That's 4.8 home runs per nine. Unreal. I, I have not seen a number like that in 32 innings pitched for anybody, really like like they don't give him 32 innings if they're given that many home runs. The only thing that's keeping him out there is because he's pitched so well. The 52K's gotta love it. Only one win to four losses in that time.
0: Killing David's team. And also- everybody, every I see people complaining about Joe Ryan all the time after that. Because he he he'd been so good all season. It wasn't like Lucas mm-hmm. Giolito or like Lance Lynn or Alec Manoa where you were benching him. You like who's been benching Joe Ryan? Everybody's been starting him every week and he's been yeah. killing you because of that.
1: Yeah. And he just went on the 15 day IL with a left mm-hmm. groin strain. So you get a little bit of relief from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We that? Do we believe that? Or do you think it's, he's been so bad. They want him to
1: just reset. It's, it could be two things. It could be that he, maybe his groin's been bothering him. Maybe that's why he's mm-hmm. been struggling or he just sucks right now and they got to give him a break. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We need to get him on the fantasy baseball beat. Get the beat writer on here. Them, <laughs> yeah. Whoever Exactly. Get a, twin, the get a twin no, beat writer. Hit up Denard's band. It's, you know, come on.
0: Yeah, I'll <laughs> see what I can do.
1: Be good.
2: <laughs> we got him on speed dial. Let's do it. Next up on Bring Out Your Dead, uh, Doc, talking about Dylan Cease. He says, cease to exist, Dylan Cease. Well, I got news for you, Doc. Your little wordplay there gave me a great idea. I'm going to make your life a lot better. There's a band called Band of Horses, and their first album is called Cease to Begin. You reminded me of it. It's fantastic. Check out the song named for the great Detlef Shrimp, the original Dirk Nowitzki. No one gives him a credit now. Check out Detlef Shrimp by Band of Horses on their album Cease to Begin. Doc, your life will be improved. Stop thinking about how bad Dylan Cease has been dig into some cease to begin by band of horses but let's dig into how bad he's been because that's what we do here we look at the bad stuff and we we, we provide catharsis here we provide people with this babbit 2023 is 329 boom that stinks 2022 was a 260 and this is a this is a pattern you'll see in 2021 it was 309 it's almost like He's a CC locks and the three bears. He's got 2023. This one's too hot. 2022. This one's too cold. 2021. Just right. Left on base percentage. He's CC locks and the three bears. Again, 2023, 69% left on base. Bad. 82% left on base. Really good. 74% in 21 CC locks and the three bears. His last three seasons. He can't seem to focus on getting it somewhere in the middle or somewhere consistent. But we all kind of saw this sort of volatility in him. He's going to have his hot stretches. He's going to have his cold stretches. He's at a nearly five ERA right now. But you're getting the Ks. He's not at, you know, the Ks are great. Socks aren't that great. So you're not getting a lot of wins. But, uh yeah, I mean, I hear you, Doc. Check out Band of Horses. Cease to begin. Forget about Dylan Cease. There we go. Joey Arachi, I'm going to tell you. This is a new one for me, and I really like it. Joe Iarachi at Drop the Leash JC um, talking about Wilmer Flores and Haseon Kim, who are saving his season. Two guys that weren't even on his opening day roster. You know, sometimes I think maybe for our Bring Out Your Dead, we should talk about the people who we picked up that helped us heal, you know? helped us heal it's a good place for us here and hasong kim and wilmer flores have helped joe and i'll tell you these are these are great things hasong kim 15 home runs and 22 stolen bases on the season already Woo! 284 batting average rest of season projections would put him at 20 and 29 on the season with a 284 batting average currently the 49th best player on the rasball player raider what a great pickup he's been for Joe and everyone who has him. Wilmer Flores, someone who's been on the waiver wire in every league that you're in. Uh, missed two weeks in June, but other than that, a 305, 360, 545 triple slash with 14 home runs. Uh, I can tell you, this is a, that's a great pickup for you, Joe. And I, I'm glad you found a couple of producers to help you when your early guys flamed out. That's what we're here. We're healing. We took away the bad. Let's introduce some good. Maybe next week I'll ask if there's anyone else who's got some great pickups that have helped soothe, add some soothing balm to their hurt from uh, Alec Manoa or something. Uh, that's who I got this week. We're dra- dragging them out to the pits. I'll see you guys next week.
0: All right. Thanks as always, Art, for that. And... uh It is definitely hurting now. People are chasing playoff berths or trying to, uh, rise up in their roto ranks. And these guys have just been dragging you down. So hopefully not as many next week. Now, normally this is where we start, uh, talking about Marty's two-star pitchers and doc is not here to bask in the enjoyment of that. So I will try to take doc's place and give my critique in Marty's two-star pitchers. So go (laughs) ahead and take it away, Marty.
1: All right, Uh, so yeah, two-star pitchers coming up here for August 7th through the 13th. We are in August, guys. How does it feel? Wild. Pretty quickly. All right, starting with the no-doubt two-star pitchers. We got three of them for next week. Garrett Cole at the White Sox at Miami, Spencer Strider at Pittsburgh at the Mets, and Fromber, no-hit Valdez at Baltimore versus the Angels.
0: Can I say one thing real quick? Spencer Strider. Yes, you may. He's he the best pitcher in baseball, correct? <laughs> name, me a, name me a pitcher better than him. Hmm. Uh, I, I'll Garrett Cole. I would take Spencer Strider now. Now are we talking fantasy. Are we talking a one game playoff. I'm talking about in any situation that you no want matter to what,
1: have. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to dive into anyone because I haven't really thought about it, to be honest so with you. So the
0: only realistic contenders you could say is Corbin Burns and Garrett Cole, correct? Sandy's taking a huge step back this year. I mean, Gallon, I mean, Cease was the, the AL Cy Young runner-up mm-hmm. uh, last year. I mean, Spencer Strider just broke his record that he set last year. For fewest innings to get 200 strikeouts, he 123 innings to get 200 strikeouts. That's nuts, and he still pitched to a in a year where is there. There's been no pitcher that like has been great. He's pitched to like a mid threes ERA and, and leads baseball and strikeouts by a wide margin. Like to me, even in a year where most pitching's been bad, he's still been incredible.
1: I have thought about it. I have looked at my ranks. Garrett Cole, one. Spencer Strider, two. But for next year, that could probably change. Uh, other people in that um, discussion, for me, Burns, like we talked about, Fromber Valdez, Gosman. I know Gaussman had a tough, tough outing this time out. Uh, Gallon's in there. And then Shane, but we'll see what happens with arm tightness. Woo! Yeah. McClanahan, don't like to hear that.
0: I just, when I look at Strider, his strikeouts are insane. There, did you guys hear what... Um lorenzo kane said about him mm-hmm. lorenzo kane was on a podcast and he said i've never seen anybody like spencer strider he said in all my years of of hitting he said i legit didn't know what to do he said there's not many people he said the way he his, he throws his fastball and he said it just at, at your knees he said you just can't hit him he said i he's like that dude's different he's like just the way in the body he's like i've n- never hit against somebody like him
1: so like Which is saying something. I mean, when we think of Lorenzo Kane, we don't think of this, you know, amazing hitter, but he batted two eighty-three over thirteen seasons. Yeah. So he's faced a lot of pitchers. He's pretty good. I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it, it backs it up. He he set back to back years the strikeout record to get it in two hundred K's and less amount of innings. Like, I mean, that's fooling hitters to the utmost degree.
1: So not I, to mention why, with Braves, like how good of a team they are too. Mm-hmm, the wins yeah. are there, like He's got 12 wins this year. He's 12 and three. Yeah.
0: And, uh, like a, again, like a, I think it's like a three, four ERA, something like that. Spencer, I will be genuinely shocked if he is not everybody's number one SP going into next year. Some
2: but people it, are going to be worried about his frame or they'd rather take some bigger pitcher like Cole. You know, I think there's like, a, I think there's no reason to have injury, but like I would, I would be concerned taking him in like the first round. I think.
0: I don't think any pitchers go in the first round next year. I, you're probably right. You're but probably I think he'll right be the down. first one taken in the second.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be nice going like Freddie Freeman, Spencer Strider to start your start mm-hmm. your draft next year.
0: Ah. Everybody's going to want to pick at the turn yeah. because to like get that kind of matchup. Uh, the hitting's too good to where yeah, I think pitching is going to be pushed down, especially with how bad high-end pitching's been this year. But to me... Again, I, I think you're going against the grain. If I mean, again, I'm sure people will have Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns, but I think the consensus will be Strider will be number one.
1: And Has Corbin Burns earned enough back to be considered the third best pitcher in fantasy baseball?
0: I think as he finishes the year with how he's been his last few outings, I think pretty much his last month or so has been pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's been incredible.
0: Yeah, so if he finishes the year like that, I will definitely keep him as a top three. I think it will be an easy top three and then it'll shift to tier down after that.
1: I loved redoing my rankings after a full year. That's, about, <laughs> that's just good family fun.
0: Oh yeah. You're just like, how, why, did, why did I have him there? Way too low on him. Yep. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Marty. I just, I think Spencer Strider deserves more love as the number one SP. And I feel like people it, still are don't people
1: worry. not giving him love. Like, I, you know, like everyone is, I put it as a tweet out
0: like a week ago. And someone sure. was like, Corbin Burns with like a word with, and I was like, with what <laughs> Corbin Burns don't. is not
1: touching Spencer Strider right now. He'd be, he's probably the type of player that looks at two, three years and goes off that. Not just, but yeah, I know. I hear you. I don't, I don't understand. Strider's definitely better than Burns.
0: Strider had four straight double-digit K outings before he had nine his last outing.
1: He's incredible. Incredible. And speaking of not as incredible but still should start pitches for next week, uh, Joe Musgrove at Seattle at the Diamondbacks. Zach Eflin still absolutely killing it Uh, versus St. Louis versus the Guardians. Dylan ceased to exist. He's still existing with me versus the Yankees who have been awful. And same thing with Milwaukee. Eduardo Rodriguez, (laughs) he'll do anything to stay here in Detroit. (laughs) Shout out to him. Uh, Versus Minnesota at Boston. Sonny Gray at Detroit at Philly. I'm on the fence with Sonny Gray uh, as a should start, but both of those teams just can't hit. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the Phillies lately, but it's been pretty brutal. And then here it is, Cutter Crawford. Shot all the way up to a should-start pitcher. Not only has he been really, really good, uh, just went five innings of uh, no runs, but Versus KC, versus Detroit, it does not get better than that. So those are the should-start pitches for next week. Slide into some risky business. So um, these are guys that, in a, in a a if you're like in a 15 or deeper league, you're probably going to have to start these guys no matter what. 10, 12 team, you can make that decision. And some of them, you may want to start them for one start in the week, but not the other one. So uh, starting with Kode Senga, versus the Cubs, versus the Braves. Alex Cobb, versus the Angels, versus Texas. Lance Lynn, still still, shout out to him, uh, at San Diego versus Colorado. Tanner Bybee versus the Blue Jays at Tampa Bay. Mitch Keller, which that one, after the eight runs today, he's playing the Braves. The Braves are my least favorite team to, to play against. Like If I mm-hmm. see that, they're almost automatically a risky business. But Mitch Keller versus the Braves versus Cincinnati. Ranger Suarez versus Washington versus Minnesota. Braxton Garrett at Cincy versus the Yanks. Grayson Rodriguez, um, who probably would have been a should start pitcher if um, the 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 schedule was a little bit better for him, but next week versus the Astros and at Seattle, Seattle's been hitting a lot better lately. And then these last four guys are guys that I could see they would normally be take a seats for me, but I could see in it. Like I said, a fifteen team or larger league playing uh, Mackenzie Gore at Philly versus Oakland, Gavin Williams versus Toronto at Tampa Bay. Josiah Grey at Philly versus Oakland. And then lastly, Wade Miley. I know I can't believe I'm doing it, but Colorado's the worst uh dead last. Um, and then the, the White Sox are 19th, you know, um, right now in WRC Plus. So those are the risky businesses. It was, you know what the hardest one here for me was the Gavin Williams. I had him first as a take a seat, but and I and I'm looking in all of his underlying stats and his walk percentage, that's a little bit high. There's nothing that's standing out to him, but he keeps delivering. So I put him as a as a risky business. Um, I respect it. It was
0: it was tough. It was one of the things uh, I think you know. Cutter Crawford and
1: the uh, should stars is the bold
0: is the uh, bold thing here. Hey,
1: I know. I a month ago, there's no chance. But I mean, it's it's also. But this is because it's Detroit and Kansas City. I mean, that doesn't. It, it really almost doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, the take of seats. Drew Smiley at Mets at Blue Jays. Matt Manning versus Minnesota at Boston. Ryu, yes, I'm not starting him next week at Cleveland versus the Cubs. Um, I'm just going to wait one more week with him to see how he looks. Brandon Williamson versus Miami at Pittsburgh. Gianni Torinos at Pittsburgh at the New York Mets. Kyle Freeland at Milwaukee at the Dodgers. Peter Lambert at Milwaukee at the Dodgers. Ken Waldenchuk versus Texas at Washington. Esvaldo Bido versus the Braves versus Cincinnati. And then last, Alex Marsh at Boston versus the Cardinals. Those are my take the seats for next week.
0: Can't disagree with those there. I ain't starting any of those guys if I have them. So make sure you guys, obviously, as Marty yeah. says, every week could be totally different tomorrow because teams shuffle their lineups all the time. So don't Sunday night,
1: Monday morning. Do
0: your due diligence. It's not the gospel just because Marty says it as much as you want it to be. 80 I'd say 80% of them are correct. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's, uh. before we get to Marty's party, I do want to ask you guys here. So we're three quarters of the way through the season, roughly like 75, 80%. No, not that much.
1: How 60, much are we like? Like 60. Is it for like a are standard you- roto league? Yeah. We're about 60. Some people do playoffs. Mm-hmm. The no.
0: Yes. sick maybe two thirds, two It's probably more like two thirds. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're yeah, two, yeah. two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah. How are your teams doing so far in, in general? All right. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go
2: first. Um, I, I've, I found that, um, my pitching across the board has been pretty, pretty decent on most of my teams. Uh, there's only a few teams where my offense is really strong and that's, one of them is the triple players ball team where my offense is 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 really solid, but I have no pitching and I'm and I'm and I'm floundering in like seventh place. But uh there's a few teams, like I'm in first place uh and competing in a couple league in in a couple of the leagues, but uh there's most of mine a cup the rest of them are middle of the pack. Um thankfully none of mine are like last place teams right
0: now. But you're not like overly excited about any of your teams right now. They're all just kind of keeping pace. I have one first, I have a first place team that's, that's,
2: has a shot at the overall in the, um, in the on the wire listener league. So that would be, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to climb that I'm about 10th in that right now, but,
0: uh, that that's, that's going to be a tough climb, but uh, I have, I have a good chance at that. I think I, I had an idea before we go to Marty for the triple players ball next year. What about if you guys think we only do dingers? What do you they mean?
1: Draft people.
0: Where you only draft people, you only keep track of home runs and you draft for home runs.
1: I could see us doing a separate league for that. I think mm-hmm. that would be fun.
0: Because mm-hmm. there's no other fantasy league out there like that like in the industry where it's uh, a dingers only league where you I have you really it. just draft for home runs.
1: Sure. I don't hate it. That'd be fun.
2: That'd be a fun league. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like there's pitchers, pitching only leagues. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Fantrax, throw some cash at us. We'll do it on your website. <laughs> <laughs> Good fun, <luck>, Marty. <laughs> yeah.
2: The dingers only.
0: I might put a poll out there if you, if you want the triple players ball to be a, uh, or we could always get into a separate league. I think it'd be cool to have the uh, separate triple play, yeah. players ball that be its own thing with the dingers because there's so many other people that have the same exact thing. They just name it their own podcast version, but ours would be a, a strictly unique thing. And if you, and more people would probably want, I mean, we had, I, we have four leagues this year. Yeah. Four or five, yeah, four. Uh, I feel like you could even more if you, if you make it that unique. Maybe. I think format. if we do,
1: I think a separate league, well, that'd be cool.
2: Yeah. I don't want to, I, I want to keep the format we've had for two years with the trophy I want to keep that going. I think that's fun. The the 50 draft and hold. I don't want I don't want to I don't want to
1: change that up until I get my trophy back. Then we'll end it. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's over. <laughs> Speaking of the triple players ball, I'm gonna talk about my teams Go currently ahead. overall number one. Number Is one still, overall really? in the triple players ball. Yes. Let me pull this up um, real quick. So doing great there. And uh, Arizona, the the first pitch. Arizona, uh, fifteen team draft. Currently sitting tenth. Great pitching. My hitting is atrocious. Tyler O'Neill, Eugenio Suarez, Julio Rodriguez over Acuna. Uh, I mean, if you could, uh, I, I drafted um, uh, uh, O'Neill Cruz. You know, it's just it was a it was a tough day at the office. Uh, TGFBI, one hundred fiftieth overall, fifth in my league, and then Glarf, I'm in my league third and overall 10th and 10th in Glarf. So uh, I'm very happy about that. Or uh, like overall, what's that called? uh, Art, like the whole thing of the earth leagues, the earth leagues. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 10th overall in the earth league, which is pretty sick. So I'm happy about that. And then I know you guys are very, I know you're wondering, and yes, I currently (laughs) am sitting atop number one in my 10 team league. So oh, there it is. Four and a half games up, even though I'm playing second place and they're they're beating me, but not enough to take over. So I just need a couple more cat. You know, if if I bat 500 against this team, I'm saying them first. So yeah, I got a couple first. I got a third place, tenth overall in the Earth. So things are going well. Definitely a lot better than last year,
0: bro. Look at you, Marty. First place in the Triple Players Ball. I'm looking at hey. it now. No, uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a two. You're fighting at the – you have a nice lead over third place. Second place is right on your tail.
1: Oh, I know. It's been – at one point, I had like a 60-point lead, but he's chipped away at it. Uh, was it – it's Richard Beck? or Ryan Beck. Ryan Beck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I don't follow. I looked him up on Twitter. I was about to message him So because I can't see his team. I don't know what his team – I click Ryan on his Beck, team. Ryan Beck, if you're
0: listening, make sure you um uh, send Marty your Twitter handle.
1: Yeah, let me get an email. Let me get something. But, uh, yeah, I want to see what his team is so I can watch it and root against it.
0: Erickson last player out of the four of us. Erickson last place. Hey, just like go. usual. Um, we do have the official Rick Ross in the comments. So when Rick Ross comes in here, I always like to show him respect. Seth Lugo, Jameson Tyone, or he Seth Lugo twice, which I think emphasizes it's Seth Lugo for me. Just like he says, Seth Lugo twice, rest of season. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tyon's pitching better, and
0: I do think there's a possibility that Lugo, um, you know. Is he going to come out of a
1: pen at some point? Like, are could, they going to keep him? I am going to correct it because he after that, he put Tariq Scooble, so I think that's what he meant. Oh, Scooby mm. Snacks. I would take Scooby over both of them. I'd go Scooble, Lugo, Tyon.
0: Mm,
2: I, yeah, I, I, th- I might have Tyon over Lugo.
0: I'd go Lugo, Scooble, Tyon.
1: And I don't have a problem with Tyone over Lugo either. Cause I feel like there's no, you don't have to worry if the starts are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's with think all are, of the question marks in this world, it's nice to have a good old Jameson Tyone, but take off your bench to put him in there.
0: I think you guys are disrespecting Seth Lugo. Have you seen his numbers this year?
1: No, he's been really good. I'm talking, I'm strictly talking about him having the ability to be their fifth pitcher, if not pushed out to their sixth pitcher. That's the only thing if it's, you know, I first said Lugo because yeah, he's, he's been, a. I would rather, I like his skills better. I think he's overall a better pitcher, but I don't have to question his role. Right. I, I have to question his role. That's it.
0: I mean, Scoogle's coming back from an injury though. So you never know with the amount of contention, how long they'll let him go. That's
1: true. They'll let him go as much as possible. Cause they have to see the innings at this point. Like they, he just has to pitch.
0: You don't think they'll shut him down at any point? Like after he's pitched maybe 50 innings and there is a few weeks left in the season and they're out of it. And they're just like, you know what? We're not going to risk our chances with you next year. We're going to shut you down.
1: The tigers could do that. I don't, there has not been any plan to do so yet. Um, I
0: don't think we helped Rick Ross cause we all had different answers. <laughs> so pick whoever you trust most, Rick Ross. If you listen to the show, if you like Marty party's advice, the best go with Scooble, if you like cheesecake's advice, the best Go with Tyon If you like mine,
1: go with Seth Lugo. Let me get some gift cards to those Pizza Hut Taco Bells down south. He owes about yeah. a billion of them. That's right. Let's me get. Let's do it, really. Rick Ross? Rick Ross? yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Easy. I'm loving on a rock then. Got to get hip to that. Marty Party, take us to your party this week. And who's invited?
1: All right. Well, let me pull up my uh, – I got a good old word doc today, which is kind of funny. I haven't. I haven't done one of these in a minute, but uh, starting with, uh, oh, first off for my listeners here, this is talking about August 4th, 5th and 6th. So this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, these are three guys that have been hitting pretty well, um, lower percentage, uh, lower owned percentages. I would roster any of these if you feel like you have the opportunity to drop somebody and one, especially if this fills a position of need for you. But we always pick one of them just because that's the, the fun thing to do. But we're going to start off with Matt Walner versus the Arizona Diving Backs, Twins outfielder, 3% rostered. I dug deep today. Uh, five home runs over his past seven games. His max exit velocity is in the 89th percentile. Now he's striking out. He strikes out a third of the time. Like it's going to be right now. Right now it's about 28%. Last year it was 31. He's a... Uh, an all or nothing kind of guy here. Um, But he's playing almost every single day for your twins here, David. Do you have any thoughts on Mr. Mr. Walner? I don't know if you've been, you've been keeping up on your Minnesota twins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, five homers in the past seven games. You got to take a look at him, right?
0: Well, we actually talked about him last week, Doc Ah. and I. And uh, he's, he's a Joey Gallo clone. He either hits a homer, he walks or he strikes out. He had like an over thirty percent strikeout rate in the minors. Yep. So it depends if if you're in like a roto league, if you really need power, I definitely think he's worth a pickup. Points leagues, I'm staying really away from him because he'll have like minus eight over a course of three games before he hits a two like a two homer game like that. So yes, he has value, but I would say in most formats and most leagues, I'm probably staying away.
1: Three uh, percent rostered. Would you consider that? And Yahoo, does that is that sound about right to you?
0: I might say maybe he should be closer to like 10 to 15. Give, him, would, 10. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. give him 10. Yeah,
1: give him up a little bit. <laughs> All right, number two, Alejandro Kirk at the Boston Red Sox. Kirk is back. He was one of the guys I thought was going to be easily a top five a catcher coming into this year and was terribly wrong. Luckily, everyone drafted him before I did, so I don't have him anywhere. But yeah, Blue Jays catcher, 41% rostered on Yahoo. Last 14 days, five runs, three home runs, six RBI with a 545 OBP and an 821 slug. Uh, I'm just always a big fan of him. I'm happy to see him turning around a little bit there up north. And then lastly, Michael Massey at the Philadelphia Phillies. Casey's second baseman, only 2% rostered. Last 14 days, he's uh, 10 of his last 38 with five runs, four homers, nine RBI, two stolen bases. Um, he's been—I mean, four home runs and two stolen bases at the second base position—is absolutely incredible. He is. Um, they traded. They uh, or did they df? They let Nick, They sent him down, Nicky Lopez, or they got rid of they tra- him.
2: They traded Lopez. Yeah, he,
1: so he's gone. So he has yeah. no one in front of him. He's going to be starting the rest of the year. So if you're Listeners in like extremely deep leagues scoop them up this weekend. You know, I think you can get them. I think people are still sleeping on them a little bit. So um, let me bring it back up here. So yeah, the three guys here for this weekend: Matt Walner versus the Diamondbacks, Alejandro Kirk at the Boston Red Sox, and Michael Massey at the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm gonna pick one. I'm not even asking you guys. You guys take a seat. I'm I'm gonna make the decision here. (laughs) I'm making it. And it's gonna be Alejandro Kirk. Hey. He had him. We're gonna get some pizzas. You know what I mean? Some some. We're gonna get some beers, right? We're gonna get some gobstoppers. We're gonna have some fun here. Gobstoppers. He's, gob he's, he's That's- a bigger guy. I'm a bigger guy. We're gonna have some good. Alejandro Kirk, you're coming over, buddy. Um, but yeah, all three of those guys, especially Michael Massey, second base homers and stolen bases. You're not going to find that uh, in too many places. So scoop any of those three guys up and uh, yeah, hope to see you at my party. All right. Alejandro Kirk gets the invite for this week to Marty's party.
0: We're going to get to our next spot here, which is art breaking down some potential streamers based on environments for next week. So Elsie, we missed this analysis so you can go (laughs) and take it away. Um, Actually, I was, uh,
2: I, I was, uh, Ready for? The, I, I prepared us for the trades. Oh, let's do have, even
0: better. The just curveball. Ball. You let's know go, what? Right I did the trades. The, I looked at the last slides, and for some reason, I didn't even see that was bring out your dead. And I just thought because they were at the bottom, I was like, "Oh, this is the
1: last." You slide. missed Art and I pre-game or a uh, pre-show meeting where we talked about you and your family, and <laughs> yeah, we made this decision. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so let's talk about some trades that have happened. We obviously Doc and I touched on some of the initial ones that happened during the last show, but obviously a lot has happened since then. Let's talk about the Justin Verlander one first. Justin Verlander going back to Houston for Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford. We actually just talked about Drew, Clifford, Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford on the call-up, which if you guys are listening to this now, it will be out on YouTube tomorrow morning and in your podcast feed Saturday morning. So if you want to hear about those guys, you can hear there. But the Justin Verlander side of things, what do we think is as far as what JV are we getting for the rest of the season here?
2: I think with Verlander, it's it, this season has been tough to tough to gauge. He started off injured, came in and has been up and down. I do think being Houston going back to a place. He's very comfortable is a really good thing for him. Um, I, I, I think, I think he's definitely, um, You know, you're you're not going to get rid of Verlander, but the inconsistency he has shown throughout this season has been has been tough to tough to handle. Um, However, you know, I think being back in Houston, I think it's going to be good for him. It's going to help him. It's a place he's very comfortable. Mm -hmm. He spent a few years there. Um, Like he's yeah, he comes in. He's not, and he's actually not pitching that bad. He only has like a only has a three point one five ERA, but his K's are down again. His walks are up from like way up from where they were last year. So um, I, I he's I don't think we can consider him elite anymore, but I think we can see a little bit more of a return to form with a good team that's competing rather than the Mets who were a S show from day one this season. Um, so I, I, I like it for Verlander. And if you're owning him, this is a good move for him, but I, you know, he's not, he's not elite Verlander anymore. In
1: my view, what do you guys think? I think he has the ability to get close to that. And the reason being watching Verlander in 2000, I think it was like 14 or 15. One of those years where he was still on the Tigers, but a very bad Tiger team, a team where no one was motivated. And I think there's a lot of those kind of feelings with the Mets where like things weren't going well, kind of a toxic environment. And at Verlander's age to put it all out there every single day, it takes a lot. And one bad throw could be the end of your career. So I feel like, this was the best case scenario. You go back to a winning team with a strong organization. Everyone loves Dusty all the way down. There's no questioning who anyone's roles. Um, his XERA, 3.29. Art nailed it, though. The K percentage down to 21, and his uh, walk percentage last year was 4.4. Now it's at 8.0. So we're worried about command here. If, if there are no strikeouts, there. Uh, – there is a downgrade in the ballpark. There's no better place to pitch than the City Field. It's absolutely incredible for all pitchers. But I think that extra gusto, you know, that that thing that made Justin Verlander a Hall of Fame pitcher, I feel like he's going to dive more into that tank, and I mm-hmm. think he'll be strong the rest of the season here.
0: All right, then let's talk about Aaron Savale, who got traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. Of course, Aaron Savale. We are an Aaron Savale Pro Podcast here, friend of the pod. He goes to Tampa Bay. They get back Kyle Manzardo, who, again, I'll I'll plug one more time. Any of the prospects in any of the trade deadline deals, all of them were talked about, or for the most part, most of them were in the call-up this week. So Kyle Manzardo to the Guardians, Savale to the Rays. I think this is a huge boom for Savale, a team that needs pitching. Obviously just lost uh, uh, Jay McClanahan for who knows how long. And Taj Bradley had been looking rough. Torinos has obviously been rough all season. They've I mean they've lost so many arms there. Savali's gonna get run. And the Rays have a sense of working magic on pitchers. So I think Savali
1: is a huge arrow up guy. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that the biggest positive is him going to the Rays. They seem to always get the most out of their pitchers. Savali's uh K percentage 19 point uh 19.0 this year. Last year it was 24.1. So hopefully the Rays can tweak his pitch selection and you know do something um, cuz his BABIP's been low and he's gotten lucky with runners on base. So Savale, all of the numbers point to him not being as good as he's been, but luckily for him he's going to the Rays. So I think that's it's kind of equal. Um but uh, overall it's a, it's an upgrade for Savale. Love it for Savale. and um
0: guess Chris First Sanchez is a stud. Definitely, was we talked about him in past shows. He's been a real good for yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, before we move on, Rick Ross has another question for us. Are we going to give up on Alec Manoa for fantasy this season? His progress is encouraging, but him turning it around this late seems implausible. Even though Sandy is, I mean, Manoa didn't look great in his last outing it's really been just
1: the the Tigers outing that I was impressed with To mm-hmm. be honest with you guys. And all the underlying numbers said that he got super lucky. I would stay away from him the rest of the year. There's, yep. there's no part of me that's picking him up. Don't Rick Which Ross. Sucks. I love the guy. I almost bought the Jersey. I wanted the blue yeah. Jersey. I was thinking yeah. putting behind me, but Rick
0: Ross, I, leave him on the waiver wire. I,
1: don't touch
2: him. I also wondered, is, isn't he the one who hit Taylor Ward? Yes. Yeah. I also wonder the psychological effect, something like that. Like what happened with um Daniel Bard after he hit Altuve in the World Baseball Classic. Um Manoa might it might there might be a psychological, um uh, you know, lingering psychological effect
0: of mm-hmm. cracking someone in the face. If I'm not mistaken, Alec Manoa led baseball with hit by pitches last season too. So this has always been a problem for him. So he's yeah, got no command. Don't touch Alec Manoa this year. Rick Ross, just do that for us leave him on the waiver wire. I would not worth the, uh, the trouble at this point, the next player we'll talk about being traded. Heimer Candelario, the candy man going from the Washington nationals to your Chicago Cubs, LC, mm-hmm. and being a big boost for that lineup for a team we thought was going to be sellers at the trade deadline going into the year is very much buying and contending. Heimer Candelario spent a lot of his time in Detroit
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: Ever since he got out of Detroit, it's only been a year since he's been out, which is, it feels like it, it's been a lot longer, but he was with the Nationals and now obviously with the Cubs. I, I think that he's a better bat than we thought he was because Detroit's mm-hmm. the hardest hitting ballpark in baseball. And I think what we're seeing now is more of what the Candyman can be outside of Comerica Park. I think you're
2: right. And and I'm going to say this. I don't think he is as good as Nick Castellanos, but Castellanos getting out of Detroit unlocked the new, th- uh, like unlocked some of his power, some more power. And when Castellanos came to Chicago midseason in 2019 from Detroit, he had a great second half, a fantastic, earned him a huge contract with Cincinnati. I think Candelario. It's I, I'm not sure it's that much of a stretch to say that Candelario and Castellanos had similar. The ballpark in Detroit had similar effects mm-hmm. on them. Uh, I don't think Candy has the same power in overall power as Castellanos, but he's got the batting average. He's a really good hitter and he really deepens that Cubs lineup. Uh, which, which could use another bat. He's been playing first and third with them. And, uh, that sort of versatility is also very useful. As I said, we bring in wisdom sometimes against lefties and Candy's going to be playing every day. So it's, it, it's a, it's a good pickup. It's not like a. It's not like a. uh, Knocked out of the park. They knocked it out of the park, but I think it's super solid for the Cubs, uh, to to get them a little bit deeper offense, and they're hot right now. Candy's been hot with them, Mm -hmm. Uh, so. I I, I'm enjoying it. I don't think we gave up that much. You guys, did you guys touch on that one in the call up?
0: I forgot the piece that was in the trade with. uh, Who did you guys give up? Oh God, I can't remember. I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm like don't, 90, I'm like 95% sure that we didn't touch on the, the, yeah,
2: I don't think it was a big prospect.
0: Yeah. I think you guys again. Yeah, I don't think it was anybody major.
1: Um, I will say this about candy, um, for a baseball standpoint, good job Cubs. That's what you needed to do. You know, if you're actually mm-hmm. f- pretending that you're trying, it's like a good pretend like, no, we did something kind of piece. So I, I, I appreciate that. But for fantasy purposes, I don't know who would be buying, but I would sell him. He's hitting eighth, ninth, at best case scenario, seventh in that lineup. 97% of the time with Washington this year, he batted the second spot through the fifth spot. Most of the time, 80% of the time, he was in the third spot. So he maxed out his ability for accounting stats. He maxed out his ability for every single way with Washington. Now he's on the bat. It's a better lineup, so that is good. Um, if the wind's blowing out for Wrigley, I like that for him too, because he's not a big, big hitter. And he's returning back to Chicago, who initially uh, the Cubs who initially drafted him. Um, so I, I see it as his value and fantasy is is down. Um, but in real life, that's a good, good trade for the Cubbies.
0: Let's really quick then touch on a couple pitchers. Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers and Jack Flaherty to the Baltimore Orioles. Both of them made their debuts today. And Obviously, Scherzer to the Rangers. I want to touch on that in a second. Jack Flaherty had an amazing outing for the Orioles today. I think think he was like seven innings, one earned run. I'm going to double check for sure. I believe it was seven innings, one earned Uh, run,
1: and eight strikeouts. At Toronto, six innings, uh, got the win, eight Ks, one run, 1.00 whip, and got the quality start as
0: well. So I, I thought it was seven. It was six. It, it, it this is the first thing that popped in my head, and maybe I'm overthinking it. I I'm pretty sure he's had problems with the Cardinals organization, and he's yeah, saying, they don't.
1: Yeah, they've disagreed with his rehab on several occasions, yeah. and then they've questioned his love for the game because mm-hmm. of his inability to follow directions. Do you think any of you guys think he dogged it per, on purpose this year,
0: knowing that he would they would just trade him as no. opposed to? I mean, not, he comes out his first outing against Toronto and throws that after how he's been all season.
1: Yeah, I mean the last his last six seven starts he made it at least six innings except for one of them six seven strikeouts each time giving up three two three run four runs so he he's he he got fifteen runner uh, fifteen batters out in a row today. I mean. Mm-hmm. This isn't the Jack Flair. This is like a rookie Jack Flair. So I'm, saying. I'm just it's, saying, it's wild. I don't. That's not. Him. No, I don't trust him. I don't believe in him. If he pulled that, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty bold to suck on purpose. Um, I think it's just a, a new a new park who does kind of thing. New team. Do,
2: do you think that the Orioles did enough with with the position they're in and the fact that they really needed pitching? They went and flared. They, they they could have. I I don't think I don't know. Cease was the guy they wanted. To, apparently, the White Sox wanted Jackson Holiday for Dylan Cease. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But uh,
0: what? But
2: they. But I'm sure they could have gotten a, some something bigger. Like sh- maybe they could have gotten Scherzer. The Mets were willing to drop
1: all this money to get prospects back. If Scherzer would have been willing to go, right? Yeah, I don't know about Baltimore, but I mean, yeah. uh, To your point, are Kyle Gibson, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, Jack Flaherty.
0: Yeah, Rodriguez has pitched decently well, and Bradish has been pretty decent. Bradish has been good. Dean Kramer's still starting though. John Means is supposed to come back very soon.
1: Grayson's look, yeah. Grayson's looked really good.
0: I I think everything I read had said that they were very hesitant to part with any of their big name prospects, like any of them to Hauser never- and obviously, uh, Jackson holiday. And, you know, I mean, it goes, goes all the way down. Like, uh, you know, Keston, Heston Kerstad, like they, they didn't want to part with any of those guys. So I think that's why they settled on Jack Flaherty because they had the prospect ammo to get anybody they wanted. Yeah. And, and
2: they sat on, their hands yeah. for the most part.
1: And they're a team that worries about budget. So it's always, that's always going to be a part of right. the makeup is investing right. in the farm system.
0: That's a good point. Well, I, I do want to highlight this really quick because this just made my night. Uh, Rick Ross said, going to be totally honest, we've been, I've been nomadically searching fancy baseball on YouTube live for months, but I think I'm ready to settle down and this is my actual baseball podcast. That is dope. Rick Ross, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, Every week we'll be, we're here live answering any questions you have and, uh, no more popping in asking random questions about Matt, Matt, Ryan are probably sitting the whole live now, big boss, Rick Ross, you're the man, your, your check is in the mail. Yeah. Uh, Uh,
2: let, let's, can we use one of your songs as our opening? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Can we get the rights (laughs) to that? Yeah.
1: Uh, Ryan Mountcastle <laughs> went four for four today. Two, he went two for two yesterday with a few walks. Three for four the day before. Two for three the day before that. Oh, he's back, baby! Yeah,
0: always have hitting for days, and we got Toby in the chat too. After uh, just watching some practice film, Toby is low key one of the best baseball heads out there. Even though he, uh, he does this film, about- what's he? I think what? for
1: uh, I think he coaches. I think he's oh, some coach. that would be the only way it would make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he does coaching right now. Um, let's touch on Max Scherzer real quick. I saw he had given up three earned runs, and it was the third inning. I think, I believe, he finished giving up three earned. I haven't yeah. looked through all the box scores today yet. Yeah, but, he gave um, up,
1: I think he gave up three in the first, and then he settled down. He got the quality yeah. start, got the win. Kind yep. of a
0: lateral move for you guys. I don't, I don't think it's a
1: huge arrow up. For me, yeah. when I think wins go up and then the city field is a great place to pitch, especially for him putting so many balls over the uh, the heart of the plate because the home runs are really creeping up for him. So yeah. that's kind of scary. And he's getting older and the fatigues, I think fatigue's going to get him. And I have shares are in a few different teams. But yeah, I, I guess equal, if not a little slightly down.
0: Six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, two walks, nine strikeouts, ERA sitting at 4.04. Very meh, but yeah, I would say kind of a lateral move, better wins like you said as well. Uh, but we'll see what happens. It's not a great ballpark. <laughs> Ross said, I'm not responsible for what lawyers do or do not do.
1: It's fair. Yeah, very. Funny. I think that's what Rick Ross would say. Yeah. Um
0: We are the over the hour mark. So if there is one more trade you guys each want to bring up, but to our listeners, before we get out of here, I know there's a few other big moves, Marty. Starting with you, if there's, is there one more you want to talk about?
1: I wish Eduardo Rodriguez would have been traded to the Dodgers. That's that's my that's my trade that I wish would have happened. That He's would have loyal been
0: cool. to your Cubs, man, or to your Tigers.
1: I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family and and all that you know that fun stuff. But I wanted him gone for anything.
0: <laughs> LC, what about you?
2: I just, I was tracking, um, I'm tracking the Texas Rangers trading for Austin hedges. I don't think that means good things for Jonah Heim. I think if Ooh, you're
1: holding,
2: I think if you're holding Jonah Heim, uh, you might be, you might be ready to drop him this weekend. Uh, but I do think it's good for Andy Rodriguez. So, um, mm-hmm. the, the trades opening up space for Andy, but, uh, if you can pick up Mitch Garver, pick him up, he's going to get lost, baby. It's going to get a lot of run in Texas. I'm worried that Jonah Heim might be out for a while.
0: Mitch Garver is before Jonah Heim took over. Mitch Garver is one of the best hitting catchers in baseball, in my opinion. So he, he could be a league winning pickup for you. If you need help from your catcher position, he's going to give you a ton of power and he's somebody that's really slept on. So Mitch Garver, if he's out there, former in the Minnesota league,
1: twin, if you can, that's doubt.
0: right. Shout out baby. <laughs> he's been hot.
1: Till, he's been hot lately. Yeah, He's been too, good. So.
0: Yeah. So pick him up. Amazing catcher to target in those two catcher leagues. Probably a free agent in almost any of those leagues. So Mitch Garver is definitely a must pick up there. Uh, but that will wrap us up for tonight. Uh, you know, Andres Munoz, I know we were going to talk about him, uh, really a big winner being in Seattle. He's signed to a, uh, New contract, I believe, last year. So I do believe he will be their closer. And Paul Seawall goes to the Diamondbacks, so he's going to be their closer there. So both of them now are going to be getting all the saves at this point is what I would expect. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, Mark Hanna got moved. Not really moving the needle there. The Marlins got Josh Bell. Yeah, and Jake Berger. And Jake Berger. Jake Berger's nice there. Although his, if you look at his home road splits, very different. Yes. Yeah. Um, So hopefully he can hit well at home in Florida and it doesn't just have to be in Chicago.
1: Did you see that they're doing like a $5 burger night for him?
0: Are they really? That's fantastic. I like it.
1: I like it. Uh, All right. Well, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, make sure
0: if you're on YouTube, you guys like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment below for the algorithm. Obviously, we go live here every single week, so if you click that notification bell, you'll go live every single Thursday night when we do go live, bring your questions, and just come in and just have some fun with us. If you guys are on the podcast version, we appreciate you there as well. Five-star ratings and reviews for this show, the Fantasy Baseball Beat, or the Call-Up are all greatly appreciated on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. And Next week, we should have the whole crew back, so that will all be good too. We'll have all four of us. For the first time in a month, which is crazy to say, because we usually don't go that long without all of us here. Um, but for Marty Party, for a Little Cheesecake, I'm D Mendy. We're gonna make like a bread truck, and we're gonna haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.